You're listening to an Inside Quote episode from EWS, where inspiration from iconic quotes is translated into practice. And wisdom can be embodied into one's life. Get ready to unpack essential principles and enjoy. The outcomes are natural byproducts of engaging in good practices. Hello, Gonzalo Marques here, and on today's Inside Quote, I deliver a critical reminder for a fundamental principle that EWS tries to transmit, coming from Dr. Carol Dweck. For roughly 48 years, Carol Dweck has been a psychology professor and is currently teaching at Stanford University. For decades, she has been conducting and supporting studies in areas around concepts of ability, tools for learning, and most popularly, mindsets. She is the author of the acclaimed book Mindset, Changing the Way You Think to Fulfill Your Potential. And there she talks about the goodies of growth mindset over fixed mindset, which is also an essential component EWS advocates crosswise. I will leave a link in the description for an in-depth article we leave in our website. So, starting from that fundamental piece, having a process orientation over an outcome orientation. What this means is simple. However, its applications are usually more complicated. It signifies an attitude where a person pays more attention to what he is doing, or is about to do, more than what is uncertain in the future, the possible results. And ultimately, that is what he values and moves him more. Just to note that I'm not telling that results aren't important, nor that they aren't a good aim to have. Plus, results can serve as a good form of feedback, making an athlete and coach reflect on what can be more worked upon. But that is another conversation. Back to the quote for having this laid out. The quote clearly implies that putting our attention and efforts on what we can do the best way possible is the way to go. No need and very little sense there is on focusing on outcomes, because these are somewhat out of our control. We can't get the other team to score own goals, we can't directly make opponents to commit errors so that we are closer to a win, and over time, if one focuses solely and efficiently on his processes, on what needs to be done, those good practices in the quote, one buys the best chances of attaining the desirable outcomes, those natural byproducts. And I could go over many implications around this simple yet big topic, For example, there's even a whole theory with years of development and studies called Achievement Goal Orientation Theory, AGOT, which we talk in another occasions at EWS. But for the sake of this inside quote, I will just address two communication aspects around it that can promote that optimal type of focus while a growth mindset is also stimulated. The first issue is around the ways praise is given to athletes. And the characteristic that I want underlined here is the praise directed to one's effort and novelty versus the praise directed to results and innate abilities. By doing the latter more frequently, one is stressing that the result obtained is the only reason for a player to be praised. This probably will put the player in pressure situations in the future where he may start to think that if he doesn't produce the same kind of results, he might lose confidence, both from the coach and from himself, as he starts to believe that he's not that good after all and that he's doomed, for example. 
Other major implication is that by valuing the outcome more and praising for that, two assumptions start to solidify in the mind of the athlete. First, that one's abilities are fixed, and second, that these innate abilities are solely what can produce desired results. The consequence is that one's perception tends to get narrower, and a fixed mindset is instilled, that is, the belief that one can't find any solution whatsoever if he hasn't the skill, which is static. This, in turn, can demoralize the athlete that will start to avoid more challenges, become less persistent and get frustrated more easily. This is likely to compromise athletes' development and empowerment, the opposite that both coaches and athletes want. The best choice is then to reinforce players by complimenting them when good efforts, determination, wise attempts are made, regardless of the outcome. Basically, everything that counts as a good decision and is under the athlete control. This is what instills a growth mindset, the belief around skills as malleable and improvable. And I guess I speak for all by saying that every coach wants his athletes to overcome their limitations and continue to arrange ways to be efficacious. Only this way, one is more ready to evolve and is getting closer to obtain better results, which come with time, patiently and naturally, if there's a process of constant and never-ending improvement taking place. And when I say novelty, praising for novelty this is, I don't want to dismiss strategies and routines that the coach finds better to maintain and so he doesn't innovate there. Sometimes there are some of those that are functioning well and lead to good results. What I mean by complementing novelty is to reinforce the effort exerted by the athlete whom creatively produces a play in the match or training that freed the team from a tight moment. For example, a successful dribble or a clean tackle to regain possession. Of course, there are situations where the dribble wasn't the best option, so this is always open for discussion. This is just to stress the point that one is better off reinforcing a state that might serve the player and the team to better respond and adapt to unforeseen events. The second aspect that is closely tied to what I've spoke so far is on the importance of having coaches primarily adopt and believe in a growth mindset themselves. Only this way, they will be patient and have the appropriate lenses to naturally address their athletes' efforts and stats accordingly. Only this way, the team can switch from a culture that values mostly the skills, the talents and the outcomes to one that values development, curiosity and encouragement while inviting one to bring the best one can possibly be at the time. In fact, here comes to mind wisdom from John Wooden, a college basketball coach considered by many the best of all time, whose principles were transported to many lives outside the fields. The point is, there are several reports confirming his claims that he never referenced winning to his players. Never before, or during, nor after matches. He was just always investing on the processes that would optimize the teams and get them closer to attain the best result possible in matches. People say that a common thing he had been transmitting just before matches was for the athlete to just make sure he would end the game with his head up. That would be a success for them for sure. And this sums the quote the best, I think. Well, 
the mental game in sports is increasingly popularized. After all, I get the sense that this process talk is becoming more transmitted along team cultures. People easily accept that it makes sense. They buy into the idea that it's wiser to focus and work on the things that are under one's control in order to improve and maximize the chances to win. However, common sense isn't always common practice. Sometimes coaches or athletes are so hungry for scoring or winning that the very same longing hazes the mind for what is more appropriate to be done in order to achieve that. Preaching is different from embodiment. Studying isn't the same as congruent action. Indeed, I've heard several successful coaches telling something in the lines of that there are a bunch of ways to get the victory. There are a bunch of ways one can lose. In some of those winning ways, one can be failing. In many of those losing times, one can be successful. Still, this big polemic topic about the proper way to define and measure success is up and running. But is this that counterintuitive? I hope to hear your opinions around this. We have to close here. EWS will certainly address this issue in other occasions. But until then, what do you have to say about this? What's your opinion of what constitutes success for you, for example, in a day of practice and in a match? We are looking forward to read the comments and check if this simple quote resonated with you in a special manner. I leave you with my wishes for engaging in good practices. So see you on the next one. Take care. We hope these messages got across well to assist you in efficiently work in your sport. For more information, go to ewsport.eu and get in touch with expert interviews and other types of posts.